People ask me all the time. Where do you like to eat? What's your favorite food? What's the best thing you've ever eaten? That's why we're here now. Not only to tell you what we love to eat, but where you can go get it. Talking about classics here, folks. This is a mm, amazing hot dog. You want something classic? I'm giving it to you. They have so much flavor. The frosting is just creamy and whipped and fluffy and buttery. You're like, whoa, and you just are overcome with joy. It's just one of the most amazing things. There is nothing more classic than this. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. You've had a rough day. There's nothing like a nice, piping hot, creamy chicken pot pie with a flaky, buttery crust. There just isn't. It makes you kind of go, ah, oh, life is good. My ultimate chicken pot pie is found at the Wood Spoon in downtown Los Angeles. It's the quintessential classic home-cooked meal. It's the perfect thing. My husband, Todd, works in downtown LA, so he stumbled upon this place. He told me one day, you've got to try this pot pie. It is unbelievable. I was a little skeptical, but I walked in and I could smell the chicken pot pie, and I knew, okay, this is gonna be really, really good. Most chicken pot pies, onion, carrots, peas, and chicken. Well, this one's a little different. It's hand-pulled white meat chicken inside. Really good. Then she adds a few unexpected ingredients, like olives, like hearts of palm. They're so good in there. And then, of course, there's a cream sauce. This was one of the things that Mama taught me. That creamy filling is phenomenal. So it's on the thicker side, which helps keep that crispy, buttery, flaky crust nice and crunchy. Ooh, nice. When you crack into the crust, steam comes popping out and you smell, it's like that aroma of all the goodness inside that's been bubbling like a volcano. And you're like, whoa, and you just kind of, ah, are overcome with joy. You slowly start to like break into it. It's down home, creamy, soft, buttery chicken pot pie. After I tried the chicken pot pie, my husband was like, okay, you trust me now? He's right, it's really and truly that good. It's like, mmm. Oh. I think this is the ultimate classic American dessert, the cupcake. My favorite cupcakes are at Butter Lane in New York City. One of the nice things is that you can choose what kind of cake you want and what kind of frosting you want. If I had to pick one, my favorite cupcake would be the banana cupcake with a vanilla frosting or the vanilla cake with the chocolate frosting. Why do I have to pick one? This is really cruel because I don't have a cupcake right now and I'm thinking about eating a cupcake, but you didn't get me one and I, I don't know what kind of person would do that. This is gonna sound like a cliche, but what I think makes them taste so great is that they're really made with love and they look homemade. They look like they were made by a nice Southern lady, which in fact they are. Her name is Pam Nelson and uh, she's charming. So as with most cupcake recipes, you really start out just with butter and sugar. Butter Lane uses all organic dairy ingredients. Put in the liquid ingredients, in this case, buttermilk. The buttermilk makes this nice and rich. I think it really goes well with the banana. And they specialize in a type of frosting called French buttercream. French buttercream starts with granulated sugar, not confectioner's sugar, and you have to melt that with egg whites. French buttercream is lighter and fluffier and more whipped up than regular buttercream. Add cold butter and fresh vanilla bean. That's all it is. If you've never used real vanilla beans, they have so much flavor. A Butterlane cupcake, you're going to have about that much cupcake, and you're going to have about that much frosting. That's just the way I like it.
A lot of the cupcakes they sell in New York are these big, steroidal, huge cupcakes. But sometimes what you really want is the actual classic, just the real deal. It looks just like the ones your mom used to make, but this one's something special. The cake is light and fluffy and moist, and the frosting is just creamy and whipped. And I just go, it's hard to not be happy when you're holding a cupcake. It makes you think of pin the tail on the donkey and, and being a kid. What's not to like? It's a cupcake. Shut up and eat your cupcakes. There's nothing better than mashed potatoes. I'm English. We eat mashed potatoes. I can eat bowls and bowls and bowls of it. This is what happens when you eat mashed potatoes. The best mashed potatoes I have ever eaten, the truth, are at the Park Restaurant in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. There's no specks, no lumps. There's just silky, smooth mashed potatoes. No roast chicken, maybe. Doesn't get more classical or more comforty than that. You know, mashed potatoes sound simple, right? Potatoes, salt, butter, cream, that's it. You would think anybody could do it, right? Wrong. Not all mashed potatoes are created equal. I am very, very picky about mashed potatoes. Nine out of 10 times, they over whip them, they overcook them, they don't put enough butter in. At Park, they've got it just right. I will have the roast chicken with the Pom's puree. You want to start with some Yukon Gold Chef potatoes? That's the secret. Yukons are very creamy once they're pureed. They boil them, they drain them, then they rice them. I live and die by the food mill. We get a really smooth, consistent, uniform product at the end. For about two pounds of potatoes, we're going to use almost a pound of butter. Mash them together. Just going to sprinkle it with a bit of kosher salt. And that's it. Oh, oh. Here it is. The mashed potatoes are served with half of a roast chicken and a chicken jus. Just the aroma is enough to die for. First things, mashed potato. And I know it's going to be good. Look at that. That is just sheer genius. My mother could never make them. She made lumpy mashed potatoes. The mashed potato is so smooth, and the texture is like butter. My fork hits, and that's all I do. A mouthful of perfection. It is chicken. How moist. How juicy. It tastes amazing. And when you mix that with creamy mashed potatoes, that to me is the perfect meal. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Just means you've got to work out a little harder the next day. That was outstanding. There is no better classic dish than mashed potatoes. Talking about classics here, folks. We're in the United States of America. What do you think of? You think of mom, you think of apple pie, and hot dogs. Hot dogs, chili dogs, nothing's more classic than that. How much more classic can it get than going to Hollywood, California? Sunset Boulevard. Everything on Sunset Boulevard is classic. It's old Hollywood. Where am I going to have a chili dog? Sunset Boulevard, of course. And the only place to get one is at Carney's. This is the best chili dog I have ever eaten. This is a mm, amazing hot dog. There's hot doggy, and then there's like hot doggy, and then hot diggity dog. I'm glad I'm here at Carney's. The way I discovered this chili dog, I used to be a stand-up comedian at a place called the Comedy Store. And back then, I really didn't have a lot of money. By the way, I don't have a lot of money today, but I had even less then. You're trying to find some good food down the street from the Comedy Store was Carney's. When you walk into Carney's, get the smell of that all-natural hot dog. Have our specially steamed buns. And we have Carney's own special hot dogs, all beef, natural casing, bull meat, chuck and flank, nothing like them. That natural hot dog 
tastes and smells unbelievable. It's like eating a steak in a tube. Now, here's the key. And we have our own special chili. It's cow on top of cow. And a beautiful beefsteak tomato right on top of that. We have these gigantic beefsteak tomatoes, and they drop them, drop them, just boom, right there on your chili dog. Fantastic. There you have it. Doesn't get any better than that. First bite, I hear that snap, that crunch, that, that dog biting back at me. There's going to be a little chili there. There's going to be a little chili there. There are no words to describe this chili dog from Carney's. It tastes so good. You eat a, a chili dog from Carney's. Here's my email address. See it down there? Then you email me and tell me the words that describe how good this hot dog is. I love you, chili dog. I love you, chili dog. That's how much I love this chili dog. When I hear the sizzling of a piece of fish on a cast iron skillet, I revert back to that young cook that I was, and it just makes me feel so good, so nostalgic, and it really makes me appreciate where I am now. The blackening technique is so classic New Orleans, and no other dish embodies that more than blackened redfish at Capo's Louisiana Kitchen, owned by Chef Paul Prudhomme, my mentor, my culinary father. If you want to talk about life-altering dishes, black and redfish is one of them. I worked with Chef Paul for a number of years in, in New Orleans, and it was some of the most special years of my life. And black and redfish for me just brings it all back. Welcome to K-Pals. The whole key to this dish is the utilization of the seasonings. Chef Paul has a line of seasonings that are called K. Paul's Magic. It's got uh, garlic and salt and black pepper and white pepper and red pepper. He's like a culinary sorcerer. Each pepper reacts differently on your palate. It's like boom, boom. It's almost like you're being hit with a punch of seasoning. It's kind of like surround flavor. The blackening technique is actually a skill. It's an art. A little bit of clarified butter over the top. Go right into the hot skillet. Cast iron skillets are like a bubble of memory. I have one that's over 180 years old that belonged to my grandmother. And when I cook in it, I still really smell and taste the foods that my grandmother did. They actually impart this wonderful flavor of ears of cooking black and redfish. You can't beat that. So what happens is you're actually cooking the spices and you're creating a crust of seasoning that locks in the moisture. It adds a texture and then a layer of flavor that's so incomparable to anything you've ever had. Once you take that bite, you get a piece of this fish that's flaky and sumptuous and juicy, and then all that seasoning just starts coming up, and it's almost like you feel like you're levitating, you're floating up in the air, you're in heaven. There's no other black and red fish for me than K. Paul's Louisiana Kitchen, period. There are a couple of things in life that never disappoint me. Paris, Jeffrey, and the meatloaf at 1770 House in East Hampton, New York. It's the best classic dish I've ever had. It is always perfect. The thing about classic dishes is they start from home cooking. It's one of those things that everybody's mother used to make. Did your mother make meatloaf? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go there. <laughs> this is so not that meatloaf. This is really the most delicious meatloaf I've ever eaten. In Barefoot Contessa, we used to make turkey meatloaf, and it's absolutely delicious, but I have to tell you, it's not as good as the meatloaf at 1770 House. This is a variation on my mother's recipe. You know, one time I actually asked Kevin Penner for the recipe, and I thought, now, why would I want to make this? It's a half a block from my house. I'd so much rather go out and have Kevin Penner make it for us. The ingredients we incorporate into our meatloaf are naturally raised beef, 
naturally raised veal and Berkshire pork. We're going to add celery and onion, parsley, chives, and thyme. We have the luxury of going out behind the house and, and picking them ourselves. His food is seasoned perfectly. And I remember there's panko in it rather than breadcrumbs, which is the Japanese bread flakes. Paddle them all together, form them into a loaf, and bake it. I'd love to know what he does with the sauce. It's amazing. The sauce for the meatloaf is made with the meatloaf. That involves heating the meatloaf up with a little chicken jus, chicken stock, herbs and butter, roasted garlic. Because we want the sauce to taste of the meatloaf and the meatloaf to taste of the sauce. Oh, that's very clever. There's a big slice of meatloaf, more than you can ever eat, on a puddle of mashed potatoes and a low sauteed spinach, so it's the perfect thing for it. The meatloaf is garlicky, it's incredibly moist, it's incredibly flavorful, and it's never dry. It's absolutely delicious. And a nice cosmopolitan, it's the perfect combination. Cosmopolitan meatloaf, nothing's wrong in the world. When I think about my favorite classic dishes of all time, it has to be prime rib. I know you would never expect to find the best prime rib at a place called the House of Prime Rib, but believe me, it is there in San Francisco, California. It's amazing. The reason I like this prime rib is because it's so crusty brown on the outside and it's really salty, but the inside is really tender. I love this place because it reminds me of my childhood and how my mom and dad used to take us there all the time. In fact, my dad used to take my mom on dates there before they were married. Mr. Shea again, thank you very much. Welcome to the House of Primary. First of all, you have to get the salad. They do this whole presentation up and down in the bowl, spinning in ice. But I'm here to talk about prime rib. There's something special in the way that they prepare it. We dry age our own beef. Then it's fully covered with rock salt. This seals in all the juices, seasons it at the same time. And that's different than other places do. The salty quotient doesn't compare. And then it's baked for a very long time. When it comes out of the oven, we need to let it rest for a couple hours at least. And now we need to break the crust. After we take it out of the salt crust, the trimming process back here, before we move it to the carving carts. Bring on the silver dome. So when they wheel the cart toward you and then they open the big silver dome, automatically your mouth starts watering. Yeah. They carve the meat right at the table. Everybody can get their own cut, and it's just perfect. And so then they slice it up. So now we're getting my end cut. And I sacrifice a little bit of the pink of the middle. Wow. So I can have all that crusty goodness on the outside. It's just one of the most amazing things. Okay, hi, Dad. There is nothing more classic than this. Oh, let's get a picture. Yes. All right. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. It's gooey and ooey, and when you cut it and it sticks all together and it's just, ah, <sighs> good. You want something special? You want something classic? I'm giving it to you. Veal Parmesan. Who's got the best veal Parmesan? I'll tell you who's got the best veal Parmesan. Il Vagabondo. That's a dish. That's a classic. Yeah. There's nothing like it. It's to die for. I don't know if it's the veal. I don't know if it's the breading. I don't know if it's the sauce. Maybe they're putting some magic dust in there from the bocce ball court. I don't know. I don't have the answer. I don't have the secrets. We have no secrets. The key to our veal parmesan is 
fresh ingredients. We used the best fresh tomatoes in making our tomato sauce. We used the best veal possible. We insist upon white veal. We pound it, we bread it, fry it in olive oil, sprinkle a little Parmesan cheese, cover it with Munster cheese, and off it goes into the broiler and into your plate. It's really incredible. The breading is just right. The right amount of tomato sauce on top and the cheese is melted just perfect. You get the aromas that just come up. You take your first bite. Oh, okay, I'm gonna have another bite. It's a big portion. I'm really not gonna finish this. And then all of a sudden, there's nothing left on the plate. Where did it go? Some Parmesan elf came down and while you weren't looking, ran away with it. Just happened to have one in my spare pocket here. See the size of that? Oh yeah, there's no exaggeration. Who needs this? Use a fork. It's like butter. See it? Mmm. -hmm. That, my friends, is veal parmesan from Il Vagabondo in New York City. What street? I'm not telling you. Phone number? You're not getting it, because I don't want to really see you there. I want to be able to get my table. It's a really, really spectacular veal parmesan. Ah, oh, yum it up, baby. Yum it up.